All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a special bonus episode of the VC Podcast, where we talk about community partners as we head into our Valley Creek Go date that's coming up May 22nd. Today, we're going to hear from Nellie Thomas from Mission Hope for Kids. She's here. She's on Zoom. Nellie, how are you today? I'm doing great, Zach. Good to be here today. Yes. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. And uh, we'll jump right into it. If you wouldn't mind, let's start out this way. Tell us about Mission Hope for Kids and tell us what you do there. Okay, of course. Well, I would like to start by just, uh, I am the director at Mission Hope for Kids. and But I think one of my greater privileges is that I serve as Kentucky MSC missionary right here in central Kentucky. And, you know, I think that's important because I always wanted to go to Africa and be a missionary in Africa. But God had other plans like he always does. And so I have the opportunity to serve right here in my own backyard as a missionary. And I, uh, I'm really thankful. I think about Thursday and I always think of Thursday being a thankful Thursday. And I thank the Lord for the opportunity that I have because, you know, I'm just an ordinary gal. I'm from South Texas with Hispanic roots. You know, I'm flawed. I have weaknesses. You know, he says that we're earthen vessels. So I'm cracked. But yet he still uses me. And so I'm just really thankful for that. It blows me away every time I think about it, you know, that we're cracked, imperfect, but yet he chooses to use us in in whatever way that God's called us to be used. But and also, I think I'm thankful that God pursues us because if if he hadn't pursued me when he called me to be a missionary right here in my own backyard, I know I wouldn't be here today. And, you know. Mission Hope for Kids had its humble beginnings in the summer of 2006. We had 15 unchurched children, a Bible, and me, and hosting this small little living room in a disadvantaged neighborhood. And I almost missed it. You know, I always prayed, God, I want to be a soul winner, you know. And here I am in the middle of a living room with 15 children that need Jesus. And I'm thinking, oh, this is not what I had in mind. You know, I'm thinking everything in my own flesh is screaming, no, no, don't do it. You know, you have no training. You've never worked with unchurched kids before. You have no time. I mean, who has time to put something else on their plates? It was not in my job description. I was serving as a children's ministry director at a a local church. And so all these things are racing through my mind saying, no, don't do it. But I'm thankful that God pursued me, you know, and he arrested me and convicted me and it caused me to see my need, you know, for him, first of all, and, and for the children right here in my own backyard. So to be honest with you, that day, uh, I had to go back into that living room. I knew I had to go back and keep working with these children. And I went back afraid, Zach, you know, I, I knew I would have to step out of my comfort zone and deal with my feelings of inadequacy. I felt inadequate. I had no training for this. But then I remembered that God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. And so I went from, nope, not me, to, yes, Lord, here I am, send me. And so he did. And and so the ministry grew from there. We started with 15 in this little, small, little living room. And then we started busing about 150 children. It grew. Uh, in 2009, it was really crazy. And then in December of 2011, after much research and discussion and preparation and prayer, my husband and I received a letter of determination from the IRS declaring us as our five, declaring our 501c3 status for Mission Hope for Kids. And so that day began a, a new chapter, a new beginning. And we had the ability to continue to serve up hope to 
hundreds and thousands of children in our own backyard, impacting another generation for Jesus. And I don't know about you, Zach, but it doesn't get any better than that, you know? And, yeah. you know, so thank thankful that God pursues us. You know, so many times we think, uh, I, I don't know if I can do that. But, you know, when God calls, I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that it was a big step of faith for me. And I knew that God was going to, you know, to take me one step at a time. And that's exactly what it's been. It's been one of the most amazing journeys in my in my life, you know, and so I'm so thankful for that. And so, you know, fast forwarding to, to today, Mission Hope for Kids is home of some of the greatest kids in Hardin County. And I, and also we have a, actually have a satellite campus in Grayson County as well, but, you know, our kids are smart, they're loving, kind, and they are so generous. Actually, they are the ones that pay our volunteers with hugs, of course, except <laughs> for the pandemic time. You know, we yeah. all know that hugs got canceled, you know, but I'm thankful for, that our volunteers kept coming back. Uh, and so what we do, basically, we're strategically located right here in Kentucky Heartland's very own backyard. We have a, a huge mission field here in our own backyard. And so we offer extended school services we're a mentoring program, after-school program, and our services are for students pre-K all the way through 12th grade. Our services are offered free of charge to our families, no strings, no gimmicks, just free, you know, just like the love of God. That's, that's his love. It's pure. And so our vision is simple. We want to make our community, this is where we live, this is our community, it's not my kids, it's not your kids, it's our kids. And so we want to make our community a better place. And we want to do that by making proactive investments into the lives of local at-risk children. We don't want to wait till they're adults. We want to help them reach their full potential. And we want to help them find their purpose in life. And so my husband and I have four adult children. And uh, parenting was one of the hardest things that we have ever done. They didn't come with a manual. But even in spite of that, I am still a firm believer that it is easier to raise a child than to repair an adult. And so our goal yeah. is to reach them while they, yeah, we want to start now while they're young, Zach. And one of my favorite revivalists, D.L. Moody, he told his friend that two and a half people had gotten saved at one of one of the meetings that he was at. And the friend said, oh, two adults and one child. And Moody said, oh, no, quite the opposite. He said two children and one adult. You see, when a child comes to Christ, a whole life can be de dedicated in service to the Lord. And so that's what we do at Mission Hope for Kids. We mentor them, we disciple them, and we nurture. And there are school-aged neighbors, and we do that with the love of God. So we have 185 students, and they have to be enrolled in our program, but they receive holistic support year-round. So we, we're a second family. That's one of our trademarks. Kids see us as a second family. And so they know we're committed to walk with them during their entire school year so that they're prepared for their journey in life. One of our 12-year-old students wrote, thank you for being there for us for our whole lives. And it's like uh, 12 years doesn't sound like a whole life to me. But what he was saying is, I know that you are committed. You're committed to help us succeed in school so that we can succeed in life. And I don't think there's a greater compliment than that. you know. And I've learned also that one of the best ways to spell Time or spell love is T-I-M-E. I haven't found any shortcuts to discipling 
and mentoring people. It just takes a lot of time. And, you know, one of the things that we do, uh, I talk about the holistic support for our students. So we uh, spend 90 minutes in academics. We That was one of the things before we uh, formed or organized Mission Hope for Kids. That was one of the weak links is that these children that we were feeding and busing into church weren't doing well academically. So our program now consists of academic support. And we see the importance of that. But after 90 minutes of homework help, we go into the uh, dining area. And that's one of my favorite parts because we have dinner together, just like a family. Yeah. And uh, we enjoy yeah, sharing a meal together with with the kiddos. And I think, oh, that's such a picture of Jesus. You know, he sat and he ate with his disciples and the publicans and the sinners. And he got some heat for that. But, but I love this part of it. And the kids absolutely love it also. Well, we, we do survey our students and we ask them, you know, their favorite part, least favorite part, but probably 95% of the kids say food and faith. Uh, is their favorite part. And I think, oh, that's pretty sweet, you know, because, and they do go hand in hand. You know, I have seen that when we meet a physical need, it gives us an opportunity. It gives us an open door to meet the spiritual needs. And, you know, somebody asked me, well, what if the parents don't want that faith component? And I said, you know, I've never had a parent say, I don't want you to teach my children about Jesus. And I think one of the reasons that's because they know we're meeting physical needs. We're, we're helping their children. And so they, it just opens them up to the gospel. And so after dinner, we go into our little chapel and we have about 50 minutes of faith time with our kids. And I am just um, thrilled and I get really emotional about the fact that we have had hundreds of children make their profession of faith at Mission Hope for Kids. That's, you know, and I think part of that is they've experienced holistic love, you know, the kind of love that feeds them, equips them, fights for them and points them to the Lord, you know, the one who gave his one and only son for them. And so I, um, I have some success stories that I want to share with you and if that's okay with you. Yeah, Zach. absolutely. I just I love how Mission Hope is is showing love, not just telling kids, "Hey, Jesus loves you, kids," but actually yeah. showing the love of Christ through actions. And I think that's a great exactly. testament to that program is that these confessions, professions of faith, have you know they've been there's been so many. That's amazing to me. Yes, thank you, Zach. Yeah, and that's true because you know talk is cheap. You can we can tell people <laughs> we love them all the time, you know, but if we don't show that. You know, it's not going to mean it's not going to have the same impact. And so, you know, one of our elementary students I want to talk about wrote, this is the best place on earth. And then he goes on to say, it's where I became a Christian. Mm. And it's like, wow, I thought the best place on earth for children was Disney. (laughs) But here's this little boy. And he says, this is the best place on earth. And it's the best place because Jesus came into my heart here. And I think, wow, what a compliment. And, you know, for all of you that didn't know, Disney has some steep competition and it's right here in central Kentucky at Mitchell for kids. So yeah. um, I'm just, I just, that just tickles me every time. And another one of our students graduated from high school and right before his graduation, he wrote us a, a note and he said, if it wasn't for the Lord, my parents, and the volunteers at Mission Hope for Kids, I wouldn't be graduating from high school. He said I would be in prison, doing drugs, being be involved in gangs, 
He said, because that's the kind of neighborhood I grew up in. Mm -hmm. Everybody was doing that. And he said, and the reason we grew up in that neighborhood is because that's the only place my parents could afford. But then he goes on to say, he said, I grew up poor and felt like my life didn't matter. But the volunteers at Mission Hope for Kids showed me unconditional love. And that helped me to see my worth in Jesus. And he's, he loves the Lord. He got saved. And he said, um, thank you. He was thanking the volunteers. Thank you for leading me to Christ and showing me that I do matter. And he's graduated from high school. He's got a full-time job with benefits. And when he's off on Friday nights, he comes back and still volunteers, you know, with our youth. But I think, wow, what an amazing story. And then he gives us a charge at the end. He says, keep sowing the seeds, it works. And I thought that was encouraging and, and, and encourages me because, you know, we do get weary. We get we get tired. The volunteers, I'm sure, you know, they feel like, oh, I don't know if I can do this again. But the Bible says don't grow weary in well-doing because you're going to reap if you don't faint. And it's almost like he's telling us, hey, keep on keeping on. It's not time to quit now. So that's just another one of the stories that, that I, you know, it's always in my heart. And then the other one's about little Maddie and uh, little Maddie came to us when she was six years old and she wrote us a a thank you note. And I was going to read that to you. And I want to read it because uh, I just don't want to take away her at from her story, but she said, She drew a big heart on the card and she said, thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming into my life. I'm so glad I chased that bus down my street when I seen it. If I didn't meet you, who knows what I would be doing right now, where I probably wouldn't have gotten the courage to tell Aaron about God. You inspire me. And so Maddie heard that the church bus was coming by her neighborhood and picking Mm -hmm. children up and taking them to church. So when she heard that bus coming, rumbling, she literally chased that bus down. (laughs) She told me later on she got in trouble with her mom. She got in trouble with her mom for chasing the bus down. But I thought, wow, such an inspiration. She says, we inspire her, but I'm thinking, Maddie, you inspire me. You know, you chase that bus down. and have a vehicle to drive, or you, you, but you made sure you're going to chase that bus down because you knew where you wanted to go. Yeah, and how, she, many, she was, how many of us would chase ahead. a bus to go to church, you know? We, that's we, if, right. If we missed a bus, we might go, well, I guess that's church. We're not going. And she was that's willing to right. chase down a bus to go to church. Yeah, or my car's not, it's in the shop, so I can't go to church today. Well, maybe call a friend, you know, (laughs) but she she chased that bus down. And the other thing is she's 18 years old now, Mm -hmm. and she's graduating from high school this year. Of course, it was a terrible year for all of our graduates this year. But so in eighth grade, she was at Mission Hope for Kids, and we had a mission team that came from Alabama and and did missions that, that week. Maddie got a track, a gospel track, and she took it to her little friend's house. Her little friend was um, it's a handicap, homebound, uh, had a birth defect. And so the little friend's uh, dad was an atheist and would not allow any Bibles in the house. Mm. So Maddie decided that she would take that track. And so she took that track in her backpack, 
went up and uh, took her little friend to the bedroom and literally led her to the Lord with that little gospel track. Oh, wow. And I thought, wow, uh, what? That's why she's, that's why I said, Maddie, you inspire me. Relentless faith. You know, you didn't let that obstacle keep you from sharing. You know, she felt compelled to share Jesus with her little friend. And so she led that little girl to the Lord. But, you know, just story after story after story. Um, I have so many to share, Zach, and I know time's not going to let us. So just, um, I mean, just God's on the move here. God's at work at Mission Hope. These children are just amazing. Yeah, it sounds like a great testament to the program there, to just God's power. Um, I feel like a lot of us that live, you know, we're very blessed people. I feel like, you know, if you didn't come from a situation where there was a, you know, nothing was really holding you back from uh, from opportunity Mm -hmm. or things like that, you tend to get discouraged when just a little bit of hardship pops up. And it sounds like for a lot of these kids, they start in the hardship, and then Mm -hmm. they find Jesus in that. And mm. so it's like this unshakable faith that they're developing. It's super cool to hear about that. Yeah. Um, I would love to hear stories. I don't want to, I don't think we'd bore anybody, but I would hate for this podcast to be two hours long. So that's right. No. It, let, let's just move on a little bit here. Okay. If you wouldn't mind. Well, I actually have one question before we move on okay. to the regular schedule stuff. As as you guys were developing the program, how did you land on the name Mission Hope for Kids? That was another prayer. You know, it's just, we knew it was going to be a mission of, uh, you know, have the the feel of a mission, everything would be free and it would be reaching the families and just God-centered, Christ-centered. And the hope, of course, is the hope that can only be found in Jesus Christ because, you know, we can help them with homework, we can give them food, we can feed them, but if we don't give them the gospel, the real hope, the real reason, then we've completely missed our mission. And so that's where it came from. And of course, kids, is that's who our clients yep. are. It's four kids. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Explains itself, really, when you think of it that way. Exactly. All right, so what are some things coming up or maybe things that have even happened just recently, just things going on at Mission Hope for Kids that you're just really excited about? Well, we have stayed open through the pandemic. We closed for a couple of weeks, but pretty much stayed um, clipping away. The kids really academically needed support like never before. So I felt like our mission was needed more than ever. So we couldn't close the doors. So we left them open. And we um, had to close our preschool program down because of lack of volunteers. Some of our volunteers had, you know, different things that that would put them at risk. And so we didn't want that. So our volunteer base dwindled because of that, because of COVID. And so one of the things we're trying to do now is build, you know, people are coming back, they're getting vaccinated. And so one of the things we really want to do is build our volunteer base again. So we're always looking for volunteers. This summer, we're gearing up for our summer uh, program, and we're looking for local churches to partner up with us and say, Hey, we'll adopt a week and we'll come and do program with you. We've had uh, out-of-state mission teams come. And, and of course, because of COVID, that's made it a little bit more difficult. So we're looking for local churches that say, hey, we'll do local missions this year because we can't do, you know, we can't go foreign because of COVID. And so that's one of the things we're looking for. Of course, they would contact me and we we have a, a team coordinator that would help navigate through the through the entire process. We've had a couple of churches that have been listed, but we're still looking for three more. And another thing we're having, we're having a virtual event. It's our first ever, and it's called, uh, it's a cycle, cycle event. So you can walk, ride, um, cycle, or run. And it's going to be during the month of June. 
It's going to be a virtual event. So you do it with your group. You do it with your uh, family. You do it with your friends at your time. You know, it's your your time frame, anytime in the month of June. And also it's a free event. And so we ask that you get your friends and collect pledges. And so there's more information on that also on our website. Uh, that's missionhopeforkids.org. Uh, you can follow us on our Facebook page. We have a lot of cool talk about stories. We have a, co- a lot of cool little stories, you know, different things that the kids have accomplished and things like that. So some of those are some of the major things coming up right now. All right. Well, that is amazing. So much going on. Um, that is great to see. And of course, you'll be seeing a little bit of Valley Creek coming up here on our Valley Creek Go Day. Hopefully you've got some yeah. various chores and things that we can help out with. And so just as we get into this I won't series, disappoint, that's, kind of, Zach. that's awesome. We, we're, <laughs> we're ready for it. I know we've got people ready to go. Um, yeah. So as we kind of transition to this last little bit of the podcast here, you've touched a little bit on it. You, you have a great need for volunteers, for mm-hmm. churches to reach out and to help out. As people are praying about that and as they're considering ways to help you all, what are some of the biggest needs you have? And then what are the ways that people can pray for you in this in this mission? Okay, so definitely our, uh, we'll start with the biggest needs because really those are our prayer needs. You know, as I talk about one of the big needs we have is a, um, we need a building of our own. We're leasing the area in the old Severance Valley building. Okay. But we are kind of, you know, running out of space. One of the things that Mission Over Kids does is we have two satellite campuses, one in Radcliffe and one in uh, Grayson County. And so what we do, Mission Over Kids main campus is a hub. We're a hub of training and we're a hub of resources. So these campuses come to Mission Over Kids they receive training, they get all the resources they need to be able to go into their community, smaller community and, and do a mission for kids there. And so we see that happening a little bit more, you know, more uh, outside counties and different uh, places want to do their own mission hope for kids and we're totally reproducible. So we will help them uh, develop their own. They can call it mission hope for kids or they can call it whatever they want to, but we, we serve as a, as a support system for the smaller campuses. And so we would like our own building to be able to do that, um, do that better. And we're also always looking for summer mission teams, you know, to come and help us do a week of, of um, program. The other thing we need is we have a school bus and we want to convert that into a mobile unit Mm -hmm. that we can actually take into the communities and do uh, literacy and faith and food. You you always have to, everywhere we go, we've got to take our food with us. Food is not a bad thing to add to any form. No, no, no. So we've got a bus. So we had a group of people say, hey, we want to adopt that bus and we're going to we're going to convert it, you know. And so Hardin County's done that. And so I've got a contact there, but I have no idea what to do. And so we're looking for a team that would want to do that and adopt it. And this would be a bus that could be used by our missions teams during the summer. Say Valley Creek wanted to take that bus to a neighborhood. We know the neighborhoods. We know all the low income neighborhoods. And so. You could come bring your team and we take the supplies on that bus and go into actually go into the neighborhoods. That's one of my favorite things. Yeah, that sounds like uh, sounds right on course with what we're what we're trying to do. So mm-hmm. you might you might see us. Who knows? That might yeah. be coming up. That's that great. Is, that's fantastic. And so um, any, anything else that you wanted to share this uh, this I guess it's almost afternoon here as we're mm-hmm. talking about Mission Hope. I know this. It's so hard to 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 
put everything into words within a space right. of 20 minutes or so. Right. But there's right. so much going on. There's so much we're excited about. That's why we're so proud to be a partner of you guys to support what you do. Um, anything that you wanted to mention before we uh, kind of wrap this up? Zach, just just thankful that you uh, sought me out. You know, you pursued Mission Hope for Kids, and I know you're doing that with other organizations, but this gives us an opportunity to promote what we're doing because, you know, one of the challenges we have is a lot of people don't even know who Mission Hope for Kids are, is or what we do. And so when you do this with your congregation, then they go tell others, and that's the way we can promote awareness. And so there's a lot of people in Hardin County that I know would link up with us, you know, either volunteer-wise or donation-wise. If they want to adopt a local child by sponsoring us monthly, they can do that as well. So I'm just thankful for Valley Creek, for your congregation, for your willingness to, you know, to to seek us out and to partner up with us. We couldn't do what we do every day without you. You're the reason that we can continue to do what we're doing. So I'm really grateful. Well, I hope that's a motivator to people listening. Nellie, thank you very much uh, for your time today. Thank you for sharing about Mission Hope for Kids. Listeners out there, if you need more information, I know there's a lot that's been you've you've heard on this podcast. One, you could replay the podcast, I guess, but you can go to missionhopeforkids.org. Is that correct, Nellie? That's correct. Uh-huh. Missionhopeforkids.org. Check out their website. And, uh, you know, let this be a call. Let this, as we mentioned on the first of this series uh, leading up to our Valley Creek Go Day, um, don't wait. You know, you don't have to wait for Valley Creek Go to get involved at Mission Hope. Mm So uh, hopefully this is a call to some of our listeners out there. Um, I think that'll be the podcast. Nellie, once again, thank you so much for your time and uh, looking forward to, to helping out soon. Thank you, Zach. My pleasure. Have a great day. You too. Thank you.